Today's thoughts are actually an email that I received from one of my friend's moms named Diane. It's her perspective on a few early episodes, including Rediscover This Day and the impact of photos on our lived experience. This podcast is a rough around the edges attempt at exploring my mind in hopes that it might inspire you to explore yours. My name is Fontaine, and this is Fox in Thought. This episode is part of a series focused on a few folks' responses to some of the ideas I've put out there. I've been delighted with hearing the thoughts of other people that have been provoked as a result of listening to some of these episodes, which gets me so excited, since that's exactly what I'm trying to do, inspire people to reflect on their own experiences. This one is an email I received from Diane, the mom of one of my friends. She has a beautifully crafted response to several of the episodes, namely, a common enemy, all made up, ask me how I feel, and rediscover this day. So her thoughts touch, touch on global cooperation, how people perceive us, getting someone's attention, and photos. Two things really stood out to me about her email. First of all, she's a writer, so I found her use of language and sentence construction very powerful. I felt as emotionally moved by her email as I often do in an in-person conversation. Second, I found a certain emotional resonance in her. Many of my thoughts and feelings reflect the emotional states I go through, and Diane explicitly identified with some of the nuance that I was trying to convey. She honed in on the details, not simply the broad strokes. So it felt as if we were both vibrating at a similar wavelength, though we are in totally different phases of life. Her children are my age, and she now lives in a coastal town, not the city. So here's her email. Fontaine, on the episode A Common Enemy, I love the idea of a good leader being like an orchestra conductor. Unfortunately, I don't know of anyone I'd like to suggest for a significant leadership role right now. However, I do think there's more of a chance of that person being female in the future. More and more I'm thinking that a woman is more likely to want to nurture the earth back to good health, work better in a team, accepting that individuals can't be good at all things, and listen to the call of humanity to be kinder, more creative, and generous of spirit. We'll need to wait a while for the pendulum to settle and the capable women to stop acting like men. Jacinda, the New Zealand Prime Minister, is definitely a step in the right direction. On the episode All Made Up, I don't agree that skincare is for the sake of others, but makeup certainly is. I went through a phase around 40 where I started to wear a bit of makeup every day. I had never been big on it, and I had started to feel less attractive, and I realized with just a few minutes, I could feel a lot better. Then, when I ventured off in a motorhome in a solo journey with the dog, I was 50. I caught sight of my naked face one day and thought I looked like my grandmother. 
But it didn't matter because the dog didn't care at all. And now, my friends in the coastal town I live in are too natural and real to care. So now I've gone gray and stepped aside from the society I used to keep, and I'm pretty much natural all the time. This has come from the realization that my friends love me for who I am and not for what I look like. It's liberating. However, I do have dry skin and I love good moisturizer. For the last few years, I've I've indulged in Jo Malone and similar sumptuous creams. They delight me and feel like self-love. On the episode, Ask Me How I Feel, as for getting someone's attention, well, you really got mine here. You were spot on about your boyfriend turning your head to kiss you and wanting you to kiss him back. I didn't know anyone else felt this, and I felt better hearing you express it. When I was married, some of my women friends commented on how lovely Michael was, that he held my hand, kissed me on the lips, rang me twice a day when I was away from him. But all I wanted was some space, some freedom from a person who relied on me for his emotional well-being. So when I left, I shared that I felt shackled and weighted down. And of course I felt guilty. How could that be his fault? But a good psychologist pointed out that some of his behaviors were for him, not for me. And I was able to let go of most of the guilt. On the episode, Rediscover This Day. I'm mad about photos and have almost always been the photographer. I've spent a lot of time going through my photos in the last few years, scanning, sorting, and wondering whether to keep or to give to Michael. Now, I don't have trouble looking at him, perhaps because I was the one to leave. I've scanned the oldies, and I think they're fun, us at 18, starting out. But I feel pain now, a few years after I left, when I'm finally settled and in a happy place. I see his smiley face, the holidays we shared, the held hands, and I feel that guilt creep back in. Unlike you... I'm not looking at a lover who left, but I agree that I'm looking at me, even when I'm not in the picture, because I am the photographer, and he is smiling or goofing around at me. I'm remembering the situation, who I was, who he was, at the time, and it hurts. I'm such a lover of photos that I have one of those digital screens that flicks through the memory card continuously. I find that now, if I want to just run it and not feel sad, I'd have to delete many, if not all, of his old photos. Perhaps I should just put it away for now. I hope I haven't rambled on too long. I hope you see that you did inspire thought and self-reflection in a listener. 